You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. Coming at you from beautiful Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. So glad to have you. This is episode 238, and I'm going to be answering a question that I got uh, by email from a regular listener about uh, the sins of the kings of the Old Testament in the nation of Israel. Uh, Let me read to you from a guy by the name of Chris. I've actually corresponded with Chris by email before, and so glad to hear from Chris again. He says this, Hey, Kenny. I am finally doing something I've always wanted to do. That is read the Bible cover to cover. Let me stop there for a moment. Chris, mazel tov, brother. Congratulations. Good stuff. I'm glad you've chosen to do this. Um, let me continue in Chris's email. He says this, for so far, I've gotten to first Kings. I've learned a lot and I've really enjoyed it, but there are a few things I did not realize about the Old Testament. Let me pause there for a second again. Chris, you are not alone in this sentiment, that's for sure. Many of us, when we read through the Old Testament for the first time all the way through, we discover lots and lots of things that we did not know were in there. Uh, Quite interesting, right? Love it. Anyway, let me continue Chris's email. He says this, my main question is, God gave the commandment of not committing adultery. As I read through the Old Testament, it seems all the kings of Israel did not follow this. For example, 1 Kings 11 says that Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Is this just a sin that the leaders of the Old Testament committed, or is my definition of adultery off? Chris, let me tell you this. Your definition of adultery is not off one bit. God's original design for sexual relations is in the bounds of marriage between one man and one woman. That is God's ideal design. It started way back in the book of Genesis, and God has has reiterated that and prescribed that multiple times throughout the pages of both the Old and New Testaments. God's ideal design is one man, one woman that come together in the bounds of covenant marriage. That is the most that is the, the the most simple unit upon which societies are built that is the building block of nations that is the family um, and the family is to be built between one man and one woman and if you are not within the bounds of covenant marriage uh, with within a marriage that God would ordain as one man one woman then you have no business having sexual relations whatsoever and the only person you should ever have sexual relations with of any kind is the person you are married to. So, what does this mean for the kings of the Old Testament? It means they just sinned a lot. They sinned over and over and over again. Now, it wasn't just the kings of Israel. The people of Israel sinned a lot. They were very up and down. Um, As you read through the Old Testament, the northern and southern kingdom, they split, uh, or the nation of Israel splits into two, the northern and southern kingdom. The northern kingdom basically becomes wicked, wicked, wicked. They don't have even one good king. Um... And the country just completely awry, and eventually God brings judgment. He allows the Assyrians to come in and wipe them out. Um, The southern kingdom was really up and down, up and down, up and down. They had a few good kings, but mostly wicked kings, and those kings sinned a lot. Eventually, God brought judgment on them. The Babylonians come in, and they take them away as slaves. And then a few years later, uh, the remnant of Jews that survive, they, they come back to Jerusalem and reestablish the nation of Israel. Um, but Chris, you are right in your observation. The kings sinned a lot. So some people say, well, why did God leave them in power? 
Um, and that is God is continually demonstrating his grace, that he blessed the nation of Israel, that he chose them as his people to bring forth the Messiah and to bless all the nations of the world through them. And it had nothing to do with their faithfulness or their goodness whatsoever. God unconditionally elected Israel. He chose them for his purposes for his glory, for the expansion of his glory to all the nations of the earth. The kings were put in place to bring order and justice for the people, to govern the people well, and to help facilitate an environment in the nation where the people worshipped God. Unfortunately, most of the kings didn't do that, and they were terrible and sinned in many ways. Committing adultery and sexual sin is just one of the list of sins the kings committed uh, throughout the pages of the Old Testament. But God demonstrates incredible forgiveness and love where he doesn't always hold them accountable immediately. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. He is long-suffering. He is patient. Occasionally you'll have a king repent of his ways, but it was pretty rare. But God still showed incredible grace and mercy both to the individual kings as well as to the entire nation of Israel, and they did not deserve it at all. There's one lesson I think that's valuable to learn from this. Even though they sinned greatly, God still used them. God still took the nation of Israel and, and used them as his primary instrument to glorify himself in the pages of the Old Testament. He chose them, he blessed them, he protected them, he guided them, and ultimately gives them the privilege and honor of being the nation that brings forth the Messiah. They didn't deserve it, they didn't earn it, but God still uses them anyway. This reminds me of a quote that I that I heard from a friend of mine, a guy by the name of Tyler Vela. He's a He's been a podcast guest that I've had on the show in the past. And I will have again on in the future. Um, he has a podcast of his own. And I heard him once say this on his podcast. And I thought it was a very wise statement to make. He said this, God still strikes straight blows with crooked sticks. And that, my friends, is a truth that all of us ought to praise God for. All of us are crooked, crooked sticks. Excuse me, crooked sticks. All of us have sinned big. All of us have made huge mistakes. All of us are just as bad, if not worse, than the kings of Israel in the pages of the Old Testament. And yet God still demonstrates to us his love, kindness, mercy, grace, and patience. Our bad behaviors or our sin cannot undo his love for us or his desire to work through us. Friends, God does today with us the same that he did with the kings of Israel. God still strikes straight blows with crooked sticks. For that, we should praise him every day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Chris, thanks for the email. Anyone else, if you have a question or a topic you want me to address, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. My address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or you can find me on Twitter. I tweet a lot. And I love connecting with people there. My Twitter handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. And don't forget to head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. Those ratings are a big help to the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.